0: The mistake would be paying extra principal, using 15-year fixed mortgages, or making big down payments. You don't need to do that. You think that's lowering your costs or what you pay monthly and increasing cash flow, and it's not.
1: Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the Landlord Helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Liberatory, you know her. Episode seven hundred and fourteen. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls. They handle the rent collections. They handle late payment reminders. They handle the lease violation notices. Everything from. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff with us today. Charlie Jewett, how you doing, Charlie?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Joe.
1: Yeah, nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Charlie. He is the owner of Jewett Wealth Management and a member of the estate planning team. He's also the host of the Renovating Retirement Podcast. And he's a financial advisor specialist, and he is the author of Renovating Retirement. I think I'm sensing a theme here. Based in San Diego, California. With that being said, Charlie, you wanna give the best-ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
0: Absolutely. So my background was in real estate sales. I was a realtor here in San Diego, California, realized I didn't like working Friday nights and weekends, which is when everybody wants to close on residential properties. I did like the numbers. I liked the finances. So crossed over into the mortgage industry and uh, ended up managing 80 loan officers. And through that industry, read a couple of books that I thought would help me Help my team do more mortgages and ended up bumping into comprehensive financial planning, which I call merit planning, mortgage plan, estate plan, retirement plan, insurance plan, and tax plan. Became a financial advisor. But during that time, Joey also purchased 15 of my own homes in that short period of about nine years. So I dipped my toe in the real estate investing world, had some success, certainly not as much as I wanted. There's things I do different that I'm learning from your show. But background of a real estate investor, real estate agent, mortgage professional, then crossed over, studied taxes, estate planning, insurance, annuities, and investments, and now just do crazy, comprehensive, all-inclusive plans, which is what people really need.
1: You gave us so much to talk about. Thank you. <laughs> <There's, laughs> three-hour show. It's uh, only three-hour show. That's right. That's right. After over 1,000 episodes, why not break the mold and just start a brand new format, right? I want to make sure I wrote this down right. 19 houses or nine houses in nine years? 15 houses in nine 15, years. 15, Okay, option C, yeah. 15. <laughs> 15 houses. There you go, door number, in, number C. Yep. It, it, yeah, door number C. 15 houses in nine years. You said you do it different. Let's talk about that. What'd you do and how would you do it different?
0: Probably the thing that I do different than anybody else that's in the traditional real estate world is I don't finance properties the way that you're traditionally taught to do so. When I first got into the industry, I studied what I call the three pillars of financial deception, which is you should pay off your mortgage, you should postpone taxes to a later date using IRAs and 401ks, and you should diversify, meaning spread your money around only one type of investment, which is securities. I heard your background. You realized how lacking that type of profits were and went into real estate. I studied all three and 100% do not agree that you should make large down payments, pay extra principal, use 15-year fixed, or try to pay off mortgages to quote cash flow. It only hurts you. Turned around. I wrote a book on that. You mentioned renovating retirement. I also wrote a book called the two ways to be debt free. When I work with investment property owners or just basic homeowners, I'm showing them why you should have the biggest, fattest, hugest mortgage possible and keep that money somewhere else where it's earning six to 7% while you pay three to four tax deductible, Mm -hmm. four to five, who knows when people are going to listen to this. Let's call it four to 6%, whatever. You Mm -hmm. should pay a mortgage while keeping your money liquid safe, earning an arbitrage, which is earning a little bit more than you're paying, and giving you the benefit of tax deductions which lets you keep more of your rent, which is true cash flow. So I do not agree, 100% disagree, can prove it over and over again with people that say you should pay off your mortgages. Other than that, I don't have any strong opinions on the subject.
1: (laughs) What an interesting topic because I love this approach and I completely agree with you. There are tax advantages to having a mortgage And the flip side is that people think, well, I also don't want to be over leveraged. I'd rather just get rid of the mortgages. But as you said, if you're making a rate of return higher than the interest rate that you're paying on the mortgage, then you make the difference and you have that asset that is making the higher rate of return than your interest rate on the mortgage, you have that continuing to make you money.
0: Right. And the biggest gift you and I could ever give anybody, and this is the magic of comprehensive financial planning is there is only one financial plan. It's what you do with your mortgage plan, estate plan, retirement plan, insurance plan, and tax plan. It, it's everything. Just like a house is not plumbing or electricity. It's the sum of all of those workers' efforts, right? It's architectural. So if you told a bank or an insurance company that they should be debt free and they should listen to one of the ridiculous financial pundits who's popular out there, and pay off your mortgages because it saves you interest. If you listen to that advice or you told that to a bank or an insurance company, they would laugh in your face because the entire business model of banks and insurance companies is acquire debt, get people to put money in CDs, get people to put money in annuities or life insurance where they pay you two to 4%. Why do they want that debt? Why do they pay commissions to financial advisors to acquire that debt? Well, Joe, they're turning around and lending it out at four to six. If you're paying two and making four, you're making a hundred percent rate of return. Every mortgage that anybody has, you can be the bank, you can be the insurance company, but there's one piece missing that nobody knows. And when I give it to them or when we give it to them, it's just, it's a gift that sets them free, which is where do you store that money? If you're not Mm going to make a 50% down payment, but you're going to make a 10 or 20% down payment, where do you store the money where it makes five to 7% tax free, safer than being in a home? So that you're creating an arbitrage. Where can you put the money so that if you have a bigger loan at four and a half or five, you can be making five to seven. Most people not only don't know where to put it worse, which is why the whole show renovating retirement is about what criminals and crooks, the financial services industry are for ripping everybody off on a huge grand scheme. I'm revealing all the secrets to show you how to hold your advisor accountable, end up firing them basically, Mm -hmm. or hold them accountable and make them do what's right. But you cannot build this tool. Without doing something that nobody wants to do, which is dropping your commissions by 75%. So, if an agent doesn't build it the right way, you're not going to make enough money to, to create an arbitrage. If it's built the right way, and I will go to my grave just preaching this if it's built the right way, if you can go make five, six, 7% after all fees, compounded tax free, where you keep it all, and you can be paying three, four, 5% tax deductible, that arbitrage is beautiful.
1: So where do you put the money?
0: I put the money into a certain type of life insurance. It'll shock people, but there's books. Like you're going to ask me about the best book I've ever read. I can give you a little sneak preview. The author trained me 12 years ago. There's books on this. I wrote a book on this. There's probably five good books on it. EF Hutton in the 70s and 80s discovered life insurance is where you can grow money tax-free. Joe, this is pre-Roth IRA. Back then you had municipal bonds. And you had nothing, or you had what he discovered, which is life insurance. The problem is whole life sucks. Whole life's returns are like 2 to 3%. Mm-hmm. E.F. Hutton created something with a checkered pass. It's called Universal Life Insurance. Have you heard of that?
1: Yeah. In your yeah. Yeah. DNA?
0: Yeah. You read Investing for Dummies, right? So Universal Life Insurance had this checkered pass because it came out in the 80s, and the agents were showing people that they'd make 14% a year for the rest of their life because in the 80s, some things made 14%, even CDs. That'd be like saying the stock market's going to go up forever now because of quantitative easing or the Trump run-up. It's just Mm -hmm. silly. So it has a checkered past, but as a tool, today's indexed universal life insurance policies, minimum death benefit, lowest death benefit possible, right product, right design, drop the commissions. There's a video, by the way, you can point your listeners to on YouTube called The Six Ways to Improve Your Cash Value Life Insurance, where Charlie Jewett, I'm teaching how do you do what I'm saying to a life insurance policy to make it work for you. You can get the expenses down so low that this thing with a 30-year average of 8.2 percent, your expenses might be one or one and a half. 8.2 minus a half is 7.7. You're at 6.7 percent net compounding rate of return, tax-free. They don't have to share with anybody in a product that doesn't go backwards when the market goes down because there's a floor of zero. You never lose money. Everybody right now with rates going up should refinance every property in their portfolio to the biggest loan, the loan you're going to keep on it forever. They don't know how, but I can show them, one, how do you cover the higher mortgage so it doesn't come out of your pocket? Two, the most important piece, where should you store home equity in a home equity savings account if it shouldn't be inside the home where it's not liquid, subject to depreciation, not earning a rate of return and hurting you on taxes? Where should you put it where it is liquid, is safe, is earning a higher rate of return than the mortgage and helping you under taxes? When we show them that tool that it exists, they go, oh crap, it's too good to be true. They go study it, find out it's true, and all of a sudden it changes everything.
1: I have a conversation with someone who talks about investing in life insurance policies once every seven months. And every time I have a conversation, I always highlight it, but I haven't acted on it yet. I think you're finally pushing me over the edge where I need to act on it and do it for my own stuff because I have some friends who also are doing this and they speak about it in such endearing ways because it works out so well for them. And I guess the initial reaction I imagine people have when you talk to them about life insurance policies is one of suspicion and something that sounds too good to be true. And perhaps it's Maybe there's a negative connotation with life insurance salesmen or whatever, and maybe that's where it's coming from. But I've heard this a decent amount of times from people who I've interviewed, and I'm not doing it, but I think you've pushed me over to the side of actually doing it.
0: Yeah, well, let me give you a gift. One is you can't get a better life insurance policy on the planet than the ones I'm building. I will stop saying that when I find one more person who's doing the drop your commissions by 75%. However, for real estate investors, there's probably nothing more important than this because every property is 100% financed. Most people don't realize that. Every single property you buy is 100% financing. If you make a down payment of 20%, you are financing 20% with lost revenue, the opportunity cost of the money you put down not being somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yeah. When that's somewhere else is what I'm talking about, Five, six, seven percent tax free, that means for every hundred thousand dollars, you are losing five to seven thousand a year and cannot write that off on your taxes. Hundred percent financing, which we used to be able to get before 2008, if you could fog a mirror, or whatever we do today, or people that try to pay like a giant down payment to quote save themselves money, all they're doing is hurting themselves. They're taking their money out of commission. But what your listeners don't know, what maybe you don't know, Bill Manasero didn't know when he interviewed me, is if you understand life insurance and how to use it like a bank, You can have, brace yourself, you can have second mortgages on investment property, to 100% loan to value at 4.3% tax deductible, no payments due ever, no monthly payments, not due until you die and then someone else pays it off for you. Does that sound attractive for investors?
1: Maybe. I don't know about leaving my kids or grandkids with a bunch of stuff they have to pay off after I die.
0: And that's the key with life insurance is that the death benefit's so high, it pays off all of the mortgages and leaves more to the kids plus the value of the property. So you always leave two or three times as much to your loved ones by way versus just pay off the home and leave them whatever's in it. So the value of the home is always the value of the home, right?
1: Right. So say that a little bit slower. That way I can take notes. You said with a life insurance policy, you can get a second mortgage on all of your investment properties.
0: Right. So if you have money inside of life insurance and you're going to buy an investment property, the banks aren't going to do this for you. Nowhere else you go will do this for you, but an insurance company will. They will lend you money. You can put it down on a property as a down payment. So basically you have a second mortgage. If you're borrowing money for a down payment, it's a second mortgage, right? Yep. You have a second mortgage to 100% loan to value. Today's rates are 4.3% based on Moody's corporate bond rate, based on a bond rate there are never any payments due on an insurance loan, unless you take all the rest of the money out and there's no money in there. But as long as you manage the policy the way you're supposed to, there's never any payments due. They will pay themselves back when you die out of a death benefit we didn't want in the first place, which may not make sense unless you read a couple of these books. But any property handled the way I'm talking about, you never have to put a single dime of your own money in. So You're fully leveraged. and All of the costs for the 80% traditional loan or 75% traditional loan, plus this insurance company second mortgage, all of those costs are lower than what we're earning where we keep the money. So we keep our money liquid, keep it safe, keep it making an arbitrage where you're paying four or five and making five or six, and your tax deductions are as high as they possibly can be, which lowers your taxes so you keep more of your rent. That is true cash flow.
1: In order to have a policy, say my down payment's twenty thousand dollars in order to have the second mortgage, so to speak, and have the life insurance policy cover that twenty thousand, I need to have probably twenty thousand in the life insurance policy that way we're borrowing against what we already have in. Is that correct, or is there a different way to yeah think about the-
0: it? The key to comprehensive planning is to look at the five pieces, which is like saying plumbing, carpentry, roofing, masonry work, and drywalling in in the home industry. This industry just does a terrible job. People give tax advice only looking at taxes. They give investment advice only looking at investment advice. If you look at the whole thing and somebody redoes their mortgage plan, estate plan, retirement plan, insurance plan, and tax plan all at one time, one of the things that always happens is money that you have inside of properties already, money that you have in brokerage accounts, whatever, that gets transferred to family banking. That gets transferred to some sort of a life insurance vehicle that's beating the stock market. If a safe investment is beating the stock market, the stock market becomes useless. So when you do your whole plan and you move money into these banking concepts or safe investments, whatever, that cash value then in the future is available as collateral for doing insurance company loans, which can just buy more properties. By the way, why would I do 100% financing on every property if they still offered it? If you take the money out of the properties before depreciation happens. Now, Joe, you sound young. I'm young. Mortgage meltdowns are not the only reason properties go down in value. <laughs> the number one reason properties go down in value is when interest rates on loans go up and people can't afford the payments. So nobody's buying and the sellers still want to sell. And they go, I got to incentivize these guys, right? Historically, yep. when rates go up, Values can come down and we haven't even seen that in 17 years or whatever, but that's what happens and rates are starting to crawl up. If you get all the money you can out before the rates go up or before another mortgage meltdown, who knows? And then you're holding it somewhere safe. When property values come down, that's when you want to be buying. You want to be in a position, not leaving the equity in your homes so that you lose it. When everything goes down, get it out first Put it somewhere safe where you can never lose it. Wait for properties to crash, then you want to buy them with none of your own money. Use bank financing. Use a second mortgage from the insurance companies. But you are spot on. If you're going to borrow twenty grand, you probably want twenty five to thirty thousand dollars of cash value sitting in a life insurance policy somewhere. In my type of planning, that's easy anyway because it's beating the stock market. We use it for a giant piece of the money.
1: Mm-hmm. What would be some resources that the best ever listeners can? watch? I mean, you mentioned your video. What about some books?
0: First, we'll do the Bible. So what's the best book I've ever read in my life on this type of planning? Misfortune Fortune 101 by Douglas Andrews. So Misfortune Fortune 101 is the 250-page version of his 550-page book called Misfortune, which is all that was around when I studied this in 2005. Misfortune Fortune 101 has three parts. Why you shouldn't postpone taxes to a later date, because you'll probably be in a higher tax bracket. The whole thing was a scam from the IRS. Second part, why you should never pay off a mortgage because it only hurts you because equity is not liquid safe, not earning your rate of return and it hurts you on your taxes. Third part of the book, if you're not going to pay extra principal to mortgages, not going to make big down payments, if you're going to do a cash out refinance, take money out of a home to borrow at four or 5% tax deductible and put it somewhere else, where is the somewhere else, goes into life insurance, does a really deep dive. Basics on understanding life insurance. You can also read Patrick Kelly's Tax-Free Retirement, David McKnight, The Power of Zero Percent, my book, The Two Ways to Be Debt-Free on Why You Should Never Pay Off a Mortgage. So book-wise, you have those. My videos at watchcharlie.com, I made it easy. The YouTube channels now, the names are ridiculous. It sounds like R2D2C3PO and then seven alphabets from Arabic languages, right? So my videos can be found at watchcharlie.com, C-H-A-R-L-I-E. I just put up three hours of everything I teach, in case, income, increase. You need three types of money, in case accounts, income accounts, increase accounts, which could be retirement funds, yet to be taxed, or could be after-tax money like we're talking about. The after-tax money video, the increase accounts number two, is an hour on just this tool. Just how do you use life insurance? Why do people use life insurance? I hear life insurance is expensive and is a terrible investment, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? A Crown Victoria is kind of a crappy car, but the police departments that use Crown Victoria's don't use the crappy car. They buy it and then they fix it up. They tweak it and make it a cop car. And that's what we're talking about. It's not what club you buy. It's how Tiger Woods or whoever won the Masters, it's how they use the club. So I want to teach people how to use life insurance, even if it starts out crappy. How do you tweak it, lower the death benefit, change the death benefit, assignment level or increasing, and then take out the commissions, how do you use it and tweak it and soup it up and make it beat the stock market or make it a place to hold money and borrow against to buy real estate with 100% second mortgages?
1: As you've gone through the education process, now implementation process of this approach, what mistakes or call outs would you have for listeners who plan on doing this? that either mistakes you've made or mistakes you've seen people make in how they're setting this up?
0: Before I bought my first home, I read this book, Miss Working 101. So it's not arrogance. I did everything the guy said, so I didn't make the mistakes. I mean, I did the largest mortgage possible on every property, did 100% financing every time I possibly could, had 40 or 50 clients that did 100% financing on every property prior to the mortgage meltdown. Then I tracked how my clients did and how I did, Versus how the people who said no to me did after the mortgage meltdown. And it was incredible. My team did really well. Other people got crushed, which you, you always will. You leave equity in a home and the values go down. But the mistakes that I've seen that I want people to avoid are believing the baloney that somehow making a big down payment saves you money or that mortgages are expensive so that prepaying interest or paying extra principal. I know it's a sacred cow, Joe. I've been attacking this non-truth for 12 years and I understand how people respond. So only humble people can receive this truth. Meaning you have to say, I don't care about tradition. All I care about is what is accurate. And when you study it, you get to the other side and you go, that is no longer accurate. So what's the mistake that I want people to avoid? You do not put a giant chunk of money inside of a piece of real estate, whether it's your primary residence or a rental, you permanently destroy One of the tax deductions that you get called acquisition indebtedness, you're hurting your cash flow. You're hurting how much you're worth when you're dead. You're hurting how much long-term care you're getting. You're hurting your kids when you leave money behind in the next life. And I haven't mentioned that long life, short life, rough life, sick life in the next life, kind of how you measure a financial plan. The mistake would be paying extra principal, using 15-year fixed mortgages, or making big down payments. You don't need to do that. You think that's lowering your costs or what you pay monthly and increasing cash flow, and it's not. You can have another plan using the smallest down payment, the biggest mortgage possible 30-year fix, and how much ever higher the mortgage payment is can be covered inside of the plan. These are budget-neutral strategies. Whether you have no mortgage or 100% financing, the same out-of-pocket is coming out of your pocket, my way, because the plan itself pays for the higher mortgage. So the biggest mistake I think people are doing are believing the ignorance out there, the people that are still teaching, that building equity inside of homes somehow saves you money or somehow conservative when it's not. And they just need a little bit of retraining. They can read my book. I also, by the way, I put an entire hour long video. I was asked to come in and teach this concept in Utah. So I put an entire hour long video on the same YouTube channel, watchcharlie.com. Just go look for the video where I'm standing up in a suit and I look kind of fat because I was It's about an hour long and you can watch it and you'll learn what I taught those people. No one argues it. Some people say I would feel emotionally icky because my dad and my mom told me not to do this, but nobody can argue the math, which is what's important in financial planning.
1: Based on your experience, and I think I know what's coming, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway. What is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Best real estate investing advice ever We'll do financing and then property choice. So financing, I would say, don't use any of your own money. 100% financing every single time, obviously buying the right deals, all that kind of stuff. So certainly don't take any of your money out of commission where it can earn five, six, or seven percent, even if you don't know where to do that yet. I'll teach you that's fine. But don't give up five, six, seven percent to try to save yourself the cost of a mortgage, which would be four or five percent tax deductible at the recording in this. Property choice wise, and you know Bill Menacero, right? Yep. Yeah, Bill Manicero is trying to get a 1000 doors, and he's on multi-unit properties, and I know you guys do all kinds of stuff, but my personal experience with owning multiple single-family homes that I was either managing myself or trying to hire a money manager was inefficient, not a lot of fun. I was making money. I hated it so much that I got out of the industry and said, I don't know if I like real estate investing. Your show, Bill, people like that have gotten me interested again that there's another way to do it based on my personality which is probably not the one house at a time strategy, but more mobile home parks or multiple door apartment buildings or something like that, or even possibly being a silent partner. I don't know if I'm the guy to manage the manager or manage the properties, but the way I did it didn't work for me, wasn't very efficient, but financing wise, I could help any of your listeners to either confirm, pat them on the back and go, yes, exactly what you're doing is the most efficient way financially speaking, or here's a little tweak, it costs the same as what you're doing, Using tools you didn't know existed, go confirm they exist, and this is going to set you up better.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks Well, there's a better way, best ever listener. And guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com that's before the millions.com. Best ever book you've read that you haven't mentioned already.
0: So, they haven't mentioned already, probably The Power of 0% by David McKnight. How to put yourself in a 0% tax bracket.
1: Best ever deal you done.
0: Best ever deal I did was I bought a house for $800,000, 75% negative amortization first, 25% interest only second. It went up to 880,000, I took 80,000 cash out by refinancing it. Then my business fell apart in 2008 and just like the book teaches called them up and said i can't make the payments right now what do you want me to do do you want the house and they go no we want you to stay there i go okay so i rented it to a rock star which you guys would recognize and while not paying the mortgage and negotiating a loan modification rented it for three or four years short sold it for three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, was forgiven the difference between the 375 and the million it had gone up to and then california waived taxes Yet, I still had, put no money in it, collected the rent the whole time, had the $80,000 I took as a cash out. That's what these strategies will do for you.
1: What's a mistake you've made on a transaction?
0: A Mistake on a transaction? I bought a property one time here in Mission Valley in San Diego that the builder was renting back at $5,000 a month, which sounded absolutely amazing. But that really wasn't market rent. So when I bought it, I didn't think, well, when the builder's done, what's it going to go to. You know, that guy didn't think into the future at the time. Your basic, young, ignorant person going, hey, things are going well, they're probably going to go well forever, as opposed to saying, plan for the worst, assume the best. That's the only property in the 15 that we lost money on. We ended up selling it for a loss when it was over.
1: What's the best ever way you like to give back?
0: Renovating retirement for me is the give back. You can tell the pioneers from the arrows on their back. uh, The industry doesn't like me very much. I get hate mail and all kinds of stuff because renovating retirement is me saying, listen, I'm pissed off. I'm the whistleblower. I'm in this industry, but turning on my own industry saying what we're doing corporately is wrong. We're stealing 30, 40% of people's retirement from them for a little bit extra commission up front, or God forbid you're with one of the brokerage firms and they are just jamming you into mutual funds, ripping you off for the rest of your life. So my give back is Free education, 91 podcasts. I know that sounds high to me, but oh my goodness gracious, you're the Mac Daddy podcast, so it doesn't sound high to you. But 91 podcasts, probably 30, 40 hours of education at renovatingretirement.com. And then watch charlie.com where yep. I do truth in the t-shirt, teach as much as I can in a t-shirt because who needs a suit?
1: All right, cool. I would ask you what's the best ever way to get in touch with you, but you've mentioned that multiple times throughout the conversation, so I don't think we need to do that. Charlie, this has been an educational interview, that's for sure. An interview that I clearly it's something that you're passionate about, which is enjoyable to talk to someone who is passionate about what they're doing. I completely agree with you on the front of not paying off your mortgage early. Instead, invest that money into something that is paying a higher rate of return than your interest rate on your mortgage. And then you can enjoy the difference in that spread. That's one takeaway for sure. And your vehicle that you use to invest that money is the index life insurance policy. I believe that's what you said. So
0: You got to tweak it. You got to make it a cop car. You
1: got to tweak it. So thanks so much for being on the show, Charlie. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Ready to enter the minds of successful entrepreneurs and millionaires? Are you ready to excel in your entrepreneurial and investing journey? The new podcast, Before the Millions, studies phenomenal entrepreneurs and their path to millions. Journey through exclusive interviews, giving you all the secrets to mimic their successes. Listen and subscribe to Before the Millions podcast at beforethemillions.com that's before the